Episode of Not Your Average Operator with me, Paul Mellon McFadden. I've got uh, my boys, Mike. How you going, Mike? What's up, fellas? How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I just got back from some leave down in uh, Texas. Uh, I got out. They let me out of the cage. So, uh, yeah, man, I went down to Texas, saw some really good friends, and uh, I just let loose, man. Had a really good time, and uh, just really. What's going on the Lone Star State? Uh, let's see. We went downtown to Dallas and there was a place called the rustic. It was live music. And, uh, I danced, I drank and I made an ass out of myself and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> and, uh, had two, two of my really good buddies there that, that joined in and I couldn't ask for a better time. Uh, I went, I went shooting. I went to uh, top golf. I went, uh, watch some football and, uh, just just lived man it was just so nice to be out of the east coast and away from all the stupid stuff and just kind of be on my own so it's uh it was really good time man i needed it yeah nice one man and uh raf how you going man oh good mate how you guys doing um yeah it's good to see you buddy the back the background is different you do not look like you're in a locker or a cell or a hotel room (laughs) Things look different. I can see a semi-octagonal protruding window behind, and I can see a smile on your face. Like Mark and I didn't even know you had teeth. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? So Where are you? Yeah, I'm not. Hi- I'm not hiding in the hallway anymore. Uh, trying to record with you, with you uh, jabronis. Nah, dude. So I'm uh, just got back home. I think less than a week now. Back with my family. Obviously, I was overseas for a good period. I'd say uh, it was about four months. And uh, so, anyways, work was good. Work was busy. But I'm home now, and I was greeted out here in the Pacific Northwest with a good little dump. We had about 10 inches that dropped last night. Um, so it's if you were to look outside my house right now, it's definitely you need your gaiters and your snowshoes, which is a good little time. So I'm hoping once someone wakes up from his nap, we'll go out and, and just do a little bit of trekking on the property with the fat. I know people, people might be curious about the bean. What's going on with the bean? What's new? Stop. Has he got new words? Dude. Uh, so he's good with numbers now. He, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach him Spanish, obviously, but unfortunately my wife doesn't speak it. So he's only learned a couple English words. Um, two is his favorite number. Whenever he sees it, he starts ranting off about two. I think he's good. He's strong with the nines and the tens, um, couple letters here and there. Uh, so he's, he's clever, man. I mean, he's just like, you know, he's two. Oh, he's going to turn two. um, so he's just a sponge. He's just watching everything you do. It's pretty fun. It's it's literally been a blast, man. We, him and I have just been running around like, like a couple of madmen just running around the house. Well, it's funny having recorded the separation and reunion uh, piece, and we, like we have got a lot of uh, feedback on that one. And thank you to everyone for the for the messages, and and thank you for the initial question that that fed that uh, interview topic. We really appreciate it, and. You know, it surprises us every time how that resonates. And I have no doubt, Raf, that you, you know, 43-year-old Raf supplying the stuff that you know now on how to get that, uh, get to those still waters. There might be a few ripples at the start integrating again and, uh, you know, applying probably that stuff that we just talked about last week, right? Oh, um, yeah. And to be completely transparent, um, 
you know, I mean, both Aubrey and I were super excited. I'm coming home after four months. You know, normally work doesn't take me out this long. So, of course, we're anxious for me to get home. And, you know, as much as you want each other to be home, it, there's still friction when you get home, you know, and I'm just being completely transparent. So we had a, nothing terrible. It just the point is, even when you know and you, you're full of all this knowledge, it still does, does not matter. Like you still yes. have to put in the work and you still have to talk and... Uh, uh, you know, the, like, I call it reentering to the atmosphere. It's just, it's different. You know, you go from, yeah, that's wrong. I'm out overseas kind of living my individual life, um, doing the work that I do uh, with those types of personalities. And then you come home to the social kind of home homemaking atmosphere and it's, it's just different. So you just have to adjust. And sometimes you just, sometimes it's better than others, but uh, anyways, it's, it's good to be home. Like the salesman, you know, they always say it's uh, the, the, the last sale. It's never the last sale that counts. It's only the next one, right? So it's always what's coming up next and the work never ends. Absolutely. I, uh, I took my boy and, uh, and, and my, my girl and, and the missus down today. We had a bit of an Australian party here in, uh, in the Middle East. We had the Australian version of the Super Bowl. The Australian Rules Grand Final was on. And so we all got together with a, big, a room full of Australians and ate meat pies and watched football and shouted obscenities at a TV screen for people 17,000 kilometers away that couldn't hear me. And uh, it was it was happy days. And, my, and the team that I support, supported since I was a little boy, the mighty Richmond Tigers got up and on their fourth premiership in three years, in four years. So it was a happy day for me. So uh, just real quick, Melon, your team's colors in Australia are what colors? They are black and yellow. Interesting. There's another really good team I've heard of here that's currently undefeated um, as of right now. So hopefully good things to come for the black and yellow teams. The just Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh just put, Steelers. Just putting it out there, dude. All, oh, all yins. The, any Yinzers that are listening, yes, it's, it's for that. Yeah, good. Co- coincidentally, right, so. well, I was going to say coincidentally, the uh, Mexican luchador that I like, that I follow has the same colors. Is that wrestling? It is. It's it is. It's like Nacho Libre. Yee yee. But a little bit more fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Black and yellow all round. Good for us. So this week's topic, it's uh it's a we've done some some of the reintegration and, and uh reunion stuff and a, a bit of looking back. And this week we thought we'd we'd look forward. So the topic, as you probably saw in the show notes, is where would you like to be in five years' time? And all three of us have approached it differently. And as always, we haven't talked about what our thoughts are. And we're just going to kick off and, and get them raw the way you guys hear them. And so we're going to jump over to Washington State. And we're going to hear from Raf. Where would you like to be in five years' time? How'd you take this question, Raf? So that, that's a pretty good question because I think for a long time I've, I've kind of pondered my short-term future in in like five-year chunks where I'd want to be in five years, that sort of thing. So this isn't new to me, something I, I'm constantly redrawing and I'm going back to the board to redraw. Um, and I kind of look at my life in kind of a three-prong aspect, right? Emotionally in my relationships, uh, professionally, and then financially where I'm at. And that's kind of how I view where I want to be in the next five, 10, 20 years, whatever it is. So right off the bat, um, emotionally, I'd like to, like I said, it's a work in progress in my marriage, uh, with my relationships with my son, with my friends. Um, 
by then Soren should be seven years old and I'd like to have a relationship that one I've had with my father, but then also a relationship with Soren that I also did not have with my father. So my father is an amazing man. He's taught me quite a bit. Um, I love you was not one of the things I ever heard come out of his mouth, but I know that he means it. I know that he's done it. And so I've made it an effort to tell Soren that I love him every day. And, you know, and, and I know that he probably doesn't understand the words, but I know that he understands the gesture. So that's something that I want to continue to do. And it's the same thing with my wife. Um, I'd like to get to a place where, you know, it's just ridiculous that we can finish each other's sentences and, you know, be able to do any sort of conflict resolution with ease and not be afraid of the words that might come out and that sort of thing. So that's a constant evolution. It's a constant goal that you're trying to achieve. I, I think that the goal here for me is always to realize, and I think, Melanie, you said this best, never act like you've arrived because the minute you think you've arrived, you're going to fall flat on your face, right? So in that regard, I'm, I think I'm always going to have a goal for five years, right? To be in a much better position with my family and my friends. Um, and just to be completely transparent, just the other day, you and Cheza called me just to tell me you love me. I mean, that's, that, was, that was massive, right? And that's just the evolution of our friendship. Like the fact that we've known each other for a couple of years now. And it's probably, if I can think off the top of my head, that's maybe the first time you've, you've called just to say that. So that, again, man, that's just, that, that's a perfect example of where I want to be in, in five years myself. Where how I can come just, I, how, how come I didn't get this call? When did this happen? We, we weren't interested in you, Mark. What the hell? What, what the driver was, was we knew that Raf, uh, Tio Raf had gotten home to, to Soren and Orbs. And it was just like, we wanted to check in on and tap into some of that, that love and connection and so on. And so Dude, just, I got back from Texas. I was making pancakes in a good mood and nobody called me to be like, hey man, I yeah, love we you. Knew, we knew you were fine. We saw the photos. We knew you'd been <laughs> big scooting. <laughs> drinking fruit juice. Pancakes. Jeez. Anyhow, right. let, right. let us stop yeah. interrupting. Carry on, Raf. No, and then the um, the other one, the uh, the financial piece. So I've kind of thrown this around specifically with you, Mel, and I've mentioned it before, but in five years' time, really in one year's time, I'd like to have the barn up on the property. And shortly, in short order thereafter, I'd like to have um, a roasting station in the barn. And hopefully in five years' time, I'll have an actual coffee roasting business. Um, and this is, obviously, this is something I've never done. This is something I've just, I just, I think I have a passion for because I love coffee. Uh, I've had some delicious coffee all over. I mean, I've had coffee all over the world, physically sitting all over the world. And I know that, uh, I know what delicious coffee tastes like. So I'd like to maybe take some of those experiences and see what I can do. You know, maybe I fall flat on my face, but I think that if, uh, if it becomes, comes a little success story, I'd, I'd be super stoked. So that that's the finan financial piece. And then the last piece is just um, trying to be trying to increase my emotional intelligence and my emotional IQ, just so I can be a, a better use to the people that are around me. Um, and that will obviously resonate and translate into into work and just being a better pilot, better person to be around. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of vague, but uh, there's a reason for that. Yeah, nice. The uh, the roasting, hey, I, I like the idea of that. We just uh, just this week we cracked a thousand roasts on our on our roaster here. We roast for a little community and uh, distribute beans 
every week. I know we've had a chat with you guys all been out dro- dropping them off. Yeah, what was that name we gave you, Melon? The Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, for the poor for, for the poor listeners at home, <laughs> it's it's a constant battle working with Mike. You know, sometimes you just sort of lean over and you wipe the dribble off his chin, give him a little pat on the bum, and off he goes, and he's happy. You know, look, man, he's so he- happy with Bumblebee. He Mellon wears a black white beater all the time. I, I call him. He's got a yellow collared shirt and it's popped. I don't know if it's Australian thing, but he's literally delivering coffee in a popped up white yellow or yellow collar. And he just looks like he's a happy bumblebee buzzing around, dropping off coffee. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> hey, bumblebee coffee. We were putting in orders. You're supposed to have our order today, by the way. So bad review. No soup for you, Mike. No soup for you. All so right. good one, Mike. So uh, Raf, there was the emotional uh, piece. You've never arrived. It's a work in progress. You've got family and friends. Uh, Siren's going to be seven. You want him to have that experience and clarity around having love from his father, and I really get that, and uh, having a vision of a closer uh, relationship with more ease of communication so on with the missus. Beautiful stuff there. Finance in the, the first year, having the barn up and then looking for the five-year coffee roasting business and then having that emotional IQ growing uh, personally and having that reflect as a better pilot and as a better person. Really good. Well, the way I looked at this, I looked, I broke it out into four pieces. So to live, to love, to learn and to leave a legacy from uh, Stephen Covey. Pretty similar to you there, Raf. Um, so living, so remaining physically fit, in, in five years' time, my son will be 16, and I've got this aim of playing a, an open-grade game of rugby with him. So I've got to make it through till he's 18. So in five years' time, I'll be having to push some weight and, uh, you know, do some sprints. Bringing that back to, um, to, to like, a short-term goal, like by December 31, I want to be back up on uh, the heavy weight squatting myself. So I want to hit 200 kilos again by 31st of December. So that's 440-pound squat. Uh, under to live, there's also career for me. So I've got in there, I want to transition out of uh, flying and I want to be moving, I want to be performing in my next, my second career. And I'd like to be in a consulting position there, having completed my MBA. Uh, I've got a deep level of expertise in defense and aviation and uh, safety. And I'd like to be working in, uh, in those fields, taking some of these skills and uh, capabilities and expertise that I have and delivering and helping to bring value to customers and uh, some world-class performance to teams uh, in that area. Uh, to, to love, so I'll be 49, the kids will be uh, 18 and 16. Can you believe Annie will be 18? So That's, I'm picturing her at some kind of, uh, in some sort of music program. I just can't see that passion uh, dying out for her. So I'll be thinking, um, you know, end of high school or transitioning into a university program somewhere with piano and, and music. Michael will be uh, looking at his last couple of years of high school. I'd, I'd ideally like to have him back in uh, the school, the college that I went to in uh, Melbourne was really good. And similar to you there, Raf, you know, I, I, the to love piece, that emotional part for me with the, <clears throat> the bedrock of the whole family is the relationship with the wife. And, you know, that, that just takes continual effort and it takes continual owning that things that are not perfect. And anytime you ever think they're perfect, exactly what you said, you know, that, that fall comes and it's just, it has to, you have to, you have to love the work. You have to be committed to the communication. Sometimes the process is really important just to 
get those feelings that sometimes come up and you're not really clear on them and just, you know, it's going to take you 30 minutes to get that thought to actually articulate from the gorilla part of the brain that I've got and be able to change those feelings into words. It takes me ages sometimes, but, uh, you know, I'm committed to continuing to do that. To learn, I uh, the third part there being the mental, I, I imagine I'll be continuing to work on professional qualifications and uh, further tertiary sort of master's level education, it, pursuant to those, uh, hopefully working in the consulting field. So uh, continuing to work in that area. And then legacy uh, for me is tied up a bit in the finances. So having building a, a bit of a nest egg to leave for the kids is quite important to me. And I'd also like to continue to be involved in my community. I've been out here coaching rugby for six years. I'd love to continue coaching children's rugby and perhaps uh, transitioning into coaching uh, a senior team, just all amateur stuff. But but I've, I've got a number of clubs and uh, schools that sort of, I sort of think of in that area. And, uh, you know, working towards making a contribution as well off the back of some financial success of so being able to, you know, make some, some charitable contributions. I know I see Mike and uh, not your average operator and uh, the, the efforts that, that some of our guys out there, Patrick So is making that. I find that very uh, inspiring. I'd like to be in a position to be contributing like that in my community. So for me to live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy, <clears throat> trying to bring them back to short-term goals. So over the next year and getting that, um, a goal being a dream with a deadline. So having a date, and something achievable. So like just that, the sporting one is easy for me to be able to say a 200 kilo squat by 31 December and I either achieve it or I don't. And the same with some of my finance goals, I've got very clear numbers about that I want to hit on dates and recently been tracking really well there, like sort of trapping the monthly surplus for the family and so on. And, uh, you know, to complete my MBA by set dates and so on, all these things, they always help. As soon as you get that date on there, you know, you sort of focus the mind and you, you go away from uh, getting around to it, to it being a priority. So quick question, Melon. So when you, you five years, you are, you want to get back in the end of the year or whatever, but 200 kilo squat, uh, short-term goal, long-term goal is how long is surgery after you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not in, uh, in, in May, in May, I should say just a couple of months ago, I was hitting, uh, I was hitting one eighties for fours and I'll just, I've come off the boil a bit, so this isn't this isn't like an extraordinary number for me. Like I'm a I'm a 215 max, so hitting 200, hitting 200 uh, is very achievable. You know, it, that's just a couple of months of focused effort for me. Yeah, I know you can do it. I'm just giving you crap, man. You're 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 built like a freaking brick house. <laughs> hey, Melon, yeah. here's a here's a real question regarding the the stuff with you and Cheza. So when you're talking about uh, you know these evolving in your relationship with her. Um, I guess, how can I word this right? Do you guys ever notice the the improvements as they come along? Or is it something that happens like, let's say after a month time has passed or six months, you, you look back and you maybe have a conversation and realize like, holy smokes, in the last three months, we've gotten better in maybe a dialogue or maybe a routine in the morning, or you know, maybe there's more affection that one of you felt like it was lacking or is it like, I guess the point is, is it immediate or is it, uh, is it something that you notice after, you know, after some time is passed and you're like, Hey, I guess we have made improvements here. That's a really good um, 
question. I think looking back on it, it looks incremental. It looks like a sort of a steady, you know, slow progress. But actually what happens with us is we tend to have one of us, <laughs> you have a bit of a breakdown, right? There's something that's not, it's not working. And we're at the stage now where we're really committed to talking that through. And we tend to have a long conversation and there's like a clunk and we reach a new level and then we operate at that, that next level. And we do, we do have breakdowns as well. Like I'm not saying where it's a, a continual upward progress, but <clears throat> we are committed. And like, she really knows how committed I am to the marriage and, and the kids and the, the family. And, and I have seen her, we've seen each other do things and overcome things that are extraordinary, like the cancer and getting Annie home from the hospital and moving out here and thriving in a, in a foreign culture and so on. And when we, keep those in mind, even the differences can be resolved, like big things can be resolved. And it's, it tends to be a big conversation happens. We have this like amazing feeling of connection and so on after my, like a half hour, hour, or it could be long, like it could be sit together at nighttime talking. And then that's sort of how our progress has happened. Right? Is that, is that how it works for you guys? Or are you like a slow? No, that, so that's kind of exactly what it is. It's usually triggered by a breakdown of some sort. And then we have that conversation and then like you said, like it just kind of, um, you have that, that clunk or that manifestation of, as a result, you know, that uncomfortable conversation, or maybe it is comfortable. Um, but ultimately it, like I said, it, with us, it sounds like it's similar to you. It's, there's some sort of breakdown or maybe just someone's not happy with something specific or whatever, but yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think at the end, I, I think it's when you both. I think what helps is knowing that the other person is absolutely committed. If you know that they're committed, then it's easier to, to make the sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. And you get that safety, you know, when, when you know they've seen you at your worst and they've seen you at your best and, they, and you've heard them talk about those capabilities and really acknowledging them at, on other times and you have that to fall back on as just a place of absolute safety and intimacy. And also just like for me, it's really been trying to get those feelings turned into actual words and and cherry's really patient with me and waits and she lets she throws the ideas back and forth it's like tennis you know for maybe half an hour and i'll let her know when i'm getting closer and eventually sometimes it comes out and it's like we're both surprised by what the sentence has been that's actually when it's actually been stated and and we're both like yeah no that's really good now you know it's something for both of us it's not just a one person progress and it feels like yeah. Those things get to go into the bank vault, you know, and they're there for the for the rough times and you've got something that you've figured out that's true for both of you, you know, and you can draw on it when you need it. Yeah, right on. All right. So so uh, so Mike. What's five up? Five years time, 2025. <clears throat> so I'll just start this out real quick. Um, just because I love giving you guys crap. Uh, in five years, I still will not be in your current age bracket. So I just, that, that's good, right? So I'm kind of happy about that. In five years, I'll be 30, 38, right? It's kind of cool. Uh, but I guess, I guess what I want to start out with is, um, you know, before, instead of looking forward five years, if I look backwards five years and look where I was five years ago and, think about where I said I wanted to be now. And I would say it's about 50% <laughs> of like where I wanted to be. 
So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've gotten promoted since then. I, I'm where I achieve my ultimate goal within my career uh, at this point. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. The other half of it is uh, relationships for me. Um, yeah, definitely not where I wanted to be, man. Uh, I had a vision of being a, a father by now. And uh, it still weighs on me a lot because I, I haven't got to that. But that just takes extreme patience and understanding. Um, a friend of mine, uh, he actually shared this with me the other day. He's like, hey, man, do you want to hear a joke? And I said, yeah, sure. And he said, uh, tell God your plans. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. But wow, dude, like that's absolutely true. Um, we can say, well, I'm kind of, you know, back and forth on it, but it is a valid point. You know, we can say, Hey, I want to do this. I want to be this. I want to be here in five years. And it's great to have goals. Like, don't get me wrong. It's great to have short-term, midterm, long-term goals. But ultimately I thoroughly believe that there is a plan for all of us and everything has a purpose and a reason. So, but in this case, I'm going to say what I would like to happen. Obviously this year has taught a lot of people what you want versus what you're going to get is sometimes completely different. Uh, so uh, I would say I'm in five years, I will be getting ready to retire from the military. So I want to do my 20 years. Um, I feel that's what I should serve uh, because I'm willing and able and physically able to all of it to continue and do my 20. And at that point, I feel like I will be able to earn my retirement. Um, I can't do anything short of that. Otherwise, just for me personally, I, uh, I want to give back to this country and earned everything that I, has been given to me before I slow down a little bit and enjoy it and then take it in as much, if that makes sense. Um, I look forward to just being a normal guy. I really do. So my, my job now Sometimes it brings un unwanted attention and, you know, I'm, I'm training a lot and just, you know, it's kind of like, I, I really hate to say this because it's stupid, but sometimes it's like celebrity status and, and I absolutely hate it. It's not the reason I do what I do. Um, I just like to walk into a room and just be like, Hey man, I'm Mike and that's it. And you get to know me and that's everybody that knows me. That's how I always want to be talked to. I want to be talked to as Mike not as a title, not as something that, you know, goes along with me. It's not who I am. It's just what I do. Uh, so I look forward to that. Uh, kind of along with you, Mellon, uh, the consulting piece. So my time in the service, especially the past decade, I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy sharing the big picture of things and seeing the light bulb go on for some people. So uh, my skills don't just go along with warfare and tactics. Uh, but leadership, communication, uh, working with people, uh, I could go down the list, uh, teamwork, you know, all of it. Um, I know Samir was on here from Panthers. Um, I, I talked with those NFL teams and sat in on their meetings and we discussed everything but football and everything about and, uh, the military. Like we talked about life and I got so much out of that. So I really hear you on the consulting piece, man. Uh, Next point, I hope to have somebody 
back in my life as a significant other. Uh, I live by myself now. I have for about uh, six, seven months and uh, learning to live by myself and uh, doing everything, which is fine. I'm crushing it and I'm happy with just me. So a time of reflection and figuring out like, hey, man, I'm a pretty good dude. And uh, and I say that confidently, not cocky, but I truly believe I am. And, uh, you know, I just hope be patient and somebody will be in my life, whoever that is, and I can make them happy and they make me happy, which ultimately would lead to being a father, which is just the ultimate goal uh, after being so thoroughly honored and impressed to know guys like you and Raph um, with how you guys are as fathers. I mean, I'm just in awe. Nothing I have done or achieved has even got to that near that level. And I, I just hope that it's in the plans for me to one day to be able to experience that. That's a huge compliment, Mike. I really appreciate that, mate. I, there's no other way to say it, man. I mean, you guys are superheroes in every sense of the word. I mean, but you're Michael and Annie and Soren look at you guys like superheroes, like your dad, you're bigger than life, man. And, you know, I, I hope that I can amount to half the guys you, you are one day. I mean, that's my goal is to keep going up. And, you know, I feel like everything that I'm doing now and being tested with is God just saying, Hey man, this is a test and I need to prepare you for that day. Hopefully that uh, you're a dad and you can share this and take care of your kids and teach them this lesson. Cause right now, maybe I'm just not ready. And he knows that. And I'm, I keep the faith, man. That's, that's cool with me. So. That's uh, really well put. I, 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 for obviously uh, the people listening, we, we are all close, Raph, Mike and, uh, and I, we, we talk a lot and, you know, we're all on a journey. We've all had hard times and, uh, definitely Mike is a kind of guy. He's exactly the same on the, in real life as he is on the podcast. He's a very genuine person. His heart's on his sleeve and he has this uh, amazing ability just to let the, the big stuff go, leave it up to the big man. He's, he's really good at it and uh, just staying calm and, and trusting the process. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, I couldn't get to this point without you guys in my life and everything. Um, I guess the other thing too, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. So I'll ask you, uh, Raph had to step out. He's shoveling snow, uh, for his wife. So he, that's why he's quiet, but we still love him. Um, I guess since you know me, Melon, uh, where, where do you see me in five years from what you know? I'm curious. Yeah. So five years, I'd see, um, ongoing professional mastery. So moving from excellence in doing to the, into that real management leadership uh, piece. So starting to transition out of even where you are now, I know you're in a leadership role now, but transitioning from leading, do it. So being an excellent doer, you know, a a professional who can execute and then being a, a leader of those people who are executing, transitioning from that point into being a leader of leaders. So they're being able to lead men and women who are at the level you're at now. And so then that skill is hugely transferable, like gaining experience and, uh, and skill there, maybe some, some qualification. That's, that's what I could see transitioning 
uh, through like real development and professional mastery at that level and setting yourself up for contribution to organizations and, and community and so on with those skills, being able to share that mastery with people, how to build a team, how to train an individual, and then how to, how to work to a goal. I can really see you doing that kind of stuff. I, I know that you're going to uh, have an amazing impact on children, but, you know, be it your own, uh, God willing, it will come, but also uh, our kids. And, you know, I know you've got nephews and nieces as well. And I know Annie and Mike will be looking to you for uh, mentoring and, you know, hopefully you can knock some stupid ideas out of Michael's head when he comes to you with them. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. And, and so the reason I ask that is, you know, for, for the listeners out there, it's always good to get an outside perspective of yourself instead of always looking from the inside out. Um, I had a good, great conversation the other day with a guy I work with. He's a younger guy, mid twenties, um, you know, just kind of mentoring him. And, you know, I asked him of, what do you think of me as a leader and as a man versus what I think, you know, because we get set in our ways that like, we're so confident of like, yep, I know me and this is me and that's it. And draw the line in the sand and boom. And then until you really listen to other people and how other people view you, I'm not saying you should listen to everybody's opinion about you and let that run your life, but it's great to get that outside perspective and be like, Hey man, this is how you really look. Um, example of that really is, uh, I did this exercise one time as a psychology test just to kind of see like what you think and how you rate among other people. And it said, write a paragraph of 300 words or less about what you think about yourself. So you go through an honest and then you flip the page. And the next part was 300 words or less what somebody else, what other people would say about you. And I was like, Ooh, that's a little tougher because we have a hard time writing about ourselves sometimes, you know, evaluating ourselves um, versus other people who are like, Hey, I really like you or, Hey, I really hate you. And they're going to let you know, <laughs> and you, you usually know the truth. So I really found that as a good balance to do. I'll that. give you 300 words, but that'll be the first one will be, I think, and then it'll be a whole lot of Australian words, which you guys think of four letter words. There's a particular four letter word. 300 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah man that, that's that's five years and you know um it's it's a journey it's not a destination i know we've said that many times and it's it's great to have a vision and goals and be positive and keep driving towards something and keep belief in the faith that hey this is gonna happen for me one day and uh you know i, I thoroughly believe it is man and uh you know to the listeners out there if you got something that you're really going for. I mean, you can hear all of our stories throughout this podcast. I mean, we, we got slammed in the walls and turned upside down and everything else, but that, that light is at the end of the tunnel and there's always, you're, you're always, you always have the choice to keep going. You always have the choice. I've, I've, I've got a real, um, trying to, trying to sort of figure out some of these things that we were talking about earlier, get those feelings translated into actual articulated thought that I, I, I do a lot of with Cherry to figure out principles that are important and then trying to live with those principles. When those are running, I have a real sense of being able to trust myself in the future to carry on and to make decisions such that commitments and decisions that I make now while being important, all I've got to do is work in, in this day. And so some of these 
some of these plans I have more detail around than others. And, and a lot of them, I'm just like, I'm totally confident that Melon and Cherry in five years will be, you know, they'll be updating their plans. We had that podcast about changing your mind, you know, that there'll be new information coming in and yeah. I would not want 2025 Melon to feel compelled or bound to do what 2020 Melon thinks because there'll be new, there'll be new info. But having that principle running, knowing that there's a principle and there's a process, like you being able to just, you know, you're not sure where this family or relationship is going to come from, but you can just be your best self in the day. That stuff bears fruit over time. Like it really bears fruit and bears fruit on a personal level and it bears fruit in all these other areas as well. Do you have any of these um, these steps? Like if you're thinking about transitioning out of, uh, defense and into consulting. Do you have any of these that you can bring back to a one year or two year step? Are you seeing things that will take you down that path? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've, I'm already thinking about it, you know, so technically six years I can retire from it. Uh, but I, I'd be lying if I didn't think about my exit because realistically in the job I have, I could get injured or there's a high percentage of me getting hurt or, something that's going to cause me to unable to do my job. So for all I know, I could go to work this Monday and get hurt and my career is over and, and that's it. Uh, the question I need to ask myself is, am I still going to be me on Tuesday? You know, yes, absolutely. At, yeah. That does not define who I am. So I'm going to continue and going down the path. Right. So again, taking that snapshot, ever evolving uh, information that's coming in is always doing that assessment and, and retrospect and everything else. And uh, you're just going to uh, make the best decision on what you got. So, I mean, God forbid something happens to me and I can't walk. Trust me, that would suck. <laughs> but at the same time, man, I still got my brain. I still got my hands. Like there's so much more that I can still do to affect yeah. the outcome of my life. Like yeah. fi find an excuse to win is basically what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you can find one to lose and, and hide behind it, or you can find an excuse to win and just keep going with whatever and, and maintain that, that focus on, on the future and what you want, you know? And as you, as you transition further into like the leadership and uh, development and, and management, th those, those mental faculties and that ability to relate and all those things, they take on a much more, high level of importance over the physical attributes. It's the same for, for Raph and I with the flying. Do you see yourself uh, acquiring any uh, qualifications or is there stuff that you think you would need to, to acquire to transition into consulting? Like I know you've already had some engagement and I know that your current qualifications are very highly regarded and your experience is very highly regarded. Do you see that you'd need professional stuff as well? Yes, absolutely. I mean, so um, to be honest, like I don't, I don't have a degree, um, but there are a lot of other avenues as far as training and instructing that I can get. And in my mind, a good business owner wants somebody with experience, not just a sheet of paper that said, you know, yeah, we can go into it. But I want the dude with experience that's been through a lot of stuff, and he and he has the your, your resume is hard to get. I don't see any Ivy League where you can <laughs> sign up and get what you've got. Yeah. But, you know, what my point is, um, yes, so there's like master training specialist um, that I can achieve. I'm working on that right now currently, so I should have that within six months. Um, that's that's big on the outside to be able to have that. And, uh, 
you know, as far as instructing and teaching goes, it's very well, um, respected. So, um, I'm working on that right now as, as an example, but I'm always exposing myself outside of the military. Um, like I said, professional sports, I've gone to other companies and stuff that my friends are in my, my other buddy's a doctor down in Dallas. We talked about spreading into like the medical field, <clears throat> discussing leadership with doctors and nurses about bedside manner and how to run yeah, awesome. the operating room, like how to work as a team and better understand each other to, to save lives. Right. We've had that discussion and it was fantastic. Um, so it's, it's always, man, just keep learning. I mean, education is such a big thing. All right. So I'll sum up there. Uh, Mike's points. His first one, really good. Just tell God your plans because stuff's <laughs> going to change. Uh, so he's seeing himself getting ready to retire, transitioning back to being a normal guy with a, uh, a view to moving into consulting uh, with on the emotional side, wanting to have a relationship and uh, moving towards or having built a family already. And I'll really like this piece here about getting an outside perspective, asking a, a peer, uh, you know, family member perhaps, but uh, certainly if it's professional related, ask a, a co-worker what they think of you. <laughs> make sure you make sure you got thick skin like the three of us. All right. And uh, look who's yeah, back. So you, you got anything to add there, Raf? Any any uh, any points there around uh, no, Mike? Well, Raph's I was gonna. Skin? Yeah, I was going to say that was, uh, well, the fact that Mike said it, I, this, this hurts, hurts to say this, but that last point about asking a coworker uh, their opinion of you, like unfiltered, I think it's a, that's a really great, I mean, it's you, like you just said it though, it's, it might be painful, so be careful what you wish for, but I, I, I just think you could, you can gain and you can learn so much from having an unfiltered, um, you know, I guess uh, how how someone sees you. I had never even thought about that, but I think that that's really good to ask that question. Yeah, good man. All right, so some stuff there for the three of us. You're hearing uh, we've tried to probably, interestingly enough, we've broken we've probably all broken it out into areas or different large areas of life. I think Raf was uh, emotional, professional, financial. Uh, I had the the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and uh, Mike had pieces around his profession, consulting uh, and relationships. So you, you can see a similar way there. And other things are to, it's good to take a five-year view and get yourself um, like big, the big pieces in. And it, it actually is really motivating to go through this. Just if people haven't done this, it's very motivating and can, can draw stuff out and bounce those ideas back around a few times before you settle on them and then break that back to try and get yourself a, a goal, like a, a dream with a deadline that's, you know, back inside the six month, probably back to the, the month now that you need to be achieving in order to have that pathway starting. It might be habits you need to start or research you need to undertake and so on. All right. Any any more for any more? Any, uh, any final points there, Mike? Mm, Raph's, Raph shaved and uh, that beard is gone. I just want to put that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot better. <laughs> We're, I'm happy about it. That should be the a five-year plan. Maybe maybe figure out how to grow a nice beard. The CIA reversed the lasers and took the patches of steel out wool off his face from Team America. <laughs> I think the next episode should be on how genetics works. Mike, you should you should probably take notes on notes on this next episode. Hey, five years from now, they might have really good hair pieces and my, my receding hairline might be taken care of. So whatever, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're you're going to be next in line behind Steven Seagal. That's fine. No, no go. semicolon. No semicolon. <laughs> Inside. All right, guys. So uh, once again, we're getting some great questions in. Send them in. We we love um, we we love the engagement with you guys. You know, we know that these questions that we're chewing over are resonating with uh, with people out there. Send send them in. If you've got something you'd like us to talk about, uh, we would be only too happy. And 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 you've heard Mike say it before. The three of us are very approachable people. If you wanted to have a chat, if you're having a hard time, or you wanted to bounce an idea off someone. You can reach out to us. You'll see on the uh, social medias and definitely on the the Gmail. So not your average Mike seventy seven, not your average Paul, and not your average Raf at gmail.com. So from all of us to all of you, see if you can't get some dreams with a, a deadline attached and uh, see what you can do. Take care, guys.